You're listening to Real Estate for Real People, hosted by the Stone Sisters. The Stone Sisters have built an award-winning realty business, and they're here to share some of their knowledge with you. A new episode drops every Thursday. If you enjoy the show, please share it with a friend and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And visit www.stonesisters.com for more information just like this. Hi there. Thanks for tuning in again to Real Estate for Real People with the Stone Sisters. Today, we're going to talk about what the market is doing right now. We are fall of 2021. What is happening in this market? You hear lots in the news and and everywhere that the market is very, very active, active all across Canada. What's it doing here in the Okanagan? Yeah, and I think even, you know, I think a question we're asked all the time is, what's the best time of year to buy or sell in the Okanagan? Is is this the best time? Should I sell now? Should I buy now? So, And a question we get all the time right now from sellers is, okay, I'll list my house right now, but I'm going to take it off the market in six weeks because that's the end of October. And then I'll keep it off the market over the holidays and the winter months, and then I'll put it back on the market in April. We're seeing a lot of that and getting a lot of questions. And what do you think, Tamara? Is that a good strategy? Should we do that? No. And as we've referenced in other podcasts, it's all supply and demand. And you've got to take a look at, at, you know, what the supply is. So currently fall 2021, we have very, very low supply. And I don't think that that's going to change next month or even into November or December. We're likely going to see those inventory levels stay really, really low, which historically speaking means that that's a great time to sell because you've got less competition. And I was just talking to clients yesterday um, who had that same question. They said, well, we're going to probably take the listing off the market, you know, with the end of October if we haven't sold. And I said, no, don't do that because that's what a lot of people do. So our inventory levels do decrease over that time. And there are still buyers out there. I mean, I said to them yesterday, we've always sold a home between Christmas and New Year's, always. Um, you know, will you get the same amount of showings going through your home? Probably not. You know, people then revert more to the social media and the looking at videos and they might not be traveling here as frequently from out of town. But those buyers that are coming through your home and those buyers that are looking are very serious buyers. Now, on the flip side, when we're working with a buyer and they say, okay, well, there's just not that much for sale now. So we'll, we'll sort of ramp things up and we'll, we'll really plan on buying in March or April or May which historically speaking is the, the time that most people are thinking of making a move, but you do see sellers in those months. You know, there's more to choose from, but some of those people aren't realistic with their pricing. How many times have you had a seller say, well, I'm going to put my house on the market. I'm just going to test it and see the market's so good. My tulips look incredible. So I should be able to get 10,000 more because the tulips this year are particularly beautiful. It's true. So if you see an increase in in pricing, typically it is in that spring market, whereas you don't see that in the fall market. So it can be lucrative for a buyer to buy at this time of year. I agree. Because a buyer who's buying into the, you know, right now it's spectacular weather in the Okanagan and truly will be, let's hope, right up until Mm -hmm. December or what have you. But it's not quite as pretty when you've got a gray or an overcast sky, when you've got some rain falling. It it doesn't look quite as appealing as it does in the spring when all the blossoms are out and what have you. But if a seller is listed in the months that are a little less busy, a little less robust, there's probably some motivation to sell or else the seller is really smart realizing that there's just not much to choose from. But I I do Mm -hmm. think that there can be an opportunity and often, you know, a house that's listed for sale in December 
could be a really good buy. It could mean that that seller really does want to sell. They're motivated and that's who you want to buy from if possible. And at the end of the day, you know, being a seller on that side, because the seller will say, well, I don't want to seem like I'm motivated. But at the end of the day, the seller's always in the driver's seat. They don't have to accept an offer. So if they get a, a low offer, they don't have it to accept it. But at least you're getting the opportunity to look at that offer and decide if you want to work with it or not. And I think it's always better to have the opportunity to look at an offer than to not get an offer at all. And 100%. if you're not listed, you're definitely not going to get an offer. Well, and how many times have we had people who transfer actually mid-year? Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of people who you know, take a new position and they're moving here and their employment starts January 5th, which coincides with, you know, kids back to school after the winter break. So it, you know, when there's very little for sale, people, instead of a buyer having 10 or 15 houses possibly to choose from, there might be only three, but they need to purchase something, particularly if there's a job transfer. Mm -hmm. I agree. So what's the overall market right now? What would you, you know, Well, looking at everything, we are still incredibly, incredibly busy. Maybe not quite the the frenzied market that we saw in the spring of 2020, but there is still very, very little supply. Giving you an example of, of how much is for sale, today there are listed on MLS 674 single family homes. So that's between Peachland and Oyama, all price points. It's only 674. Normally at this time of year in a standard, in a good sort of balanced market, you'd see 12 to 1500 houses. And in a slow market, that number would be closer to 2000. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we've only got 674 properties ranging in price, I think the lowest price for, for a single family home right now is 481,000 all the way up to 24 million. We've got something listed on the MLS at that price point and, and only 674. So the overall inventory is down from last year. Now this is August stats, but, um, for the year to year, year over date was down 14% from last year. Wow. And sales for the month of July and August actually were exactly the same. 236 single family homes sold in July and 236 sold in August. So I see that we're, we're sensing a slight slowdown. And I use that word cautiously because it's not slow by any means, but we're seeing a little bit of resistance. Don't you feel it in certain price points? Not under a million, but over a million, we're seeing a little, there's a few less bidding wars that we were seeing before. Absolutely. Yeah. I I think quite a few less, and I think it's just maybe a a bit of a cooling period or, or a bit of, you know, buyers are taking a little more time to, to reflect carefully upon their decisions and make sure that they, they are making a smart move, not just an emotional sort of knee jerk reaction to secure something. They've got a little bit more time. And I think that's the thing, that sense of urgency that we were feeling in the spring market, I think that's gone mm-hmm. and buyers can sit and wait and kind of watch it a bit. And, and people are wondering what's going to happen to the market. Is it going to continue to go up or, or what's happening? So I think they are a little bit more cautious. Now, that being said, days on market, when you look at the stats right now, are about 24 days on market on average. Average house price is just over 900000 or the medium price actually is just over 900000 So things are still selling relatively quickly. Um, We've listed a few properties this past week, just hovering over that million dollar mark and, um, and got an offer on one within four days. The other one doesn't have an offer on it yet. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, both listed four days on the market. So just depends, but that flurry of, you know, receiving 20 offers on one property is starting to change a little bit in that higher threshold. 
Yeah, I would agree. And it, it's, you know, as a buyer, that's probably quite relieving, mm-hmm. to be honest, because, you know, I think for everybody, even a seller, when you're in multiple offers and when you can't do a home inspection and you can't confirm financing, I mean, we've seen a few mm-hmm. offers collapse at, you know, a firm binding contract and the day of closing, the buyers are unable to secure funds. And because they didn't make it subject to an appraisal, they, they, you know, weren't able to have the financing they thought they had and they walk away and collapse the sale and lose their deposit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen often, but we have certainly seen it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for a seller subject free offer, it's exciting. And if you're getting way over asking, it's, it's, you know, I mean, it can be life changing, but I think there's a level of comfort that comes from knowing that your buyer has actually done their due diligence, mm-hmm. has has approved the inspection, has had an appraisal, has is is making a, an informed decision, and that that offers rock solid, and will will be seen through to completion. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Also, want to make sure there's a big deposit, though, and that's true. You do want to make sure that there's a big deposit. So mm-hmm. it's it's interesting because even in you know you had talked earlier, we had you were in a in a situation where we had multiple offers. You went in with with one of our agents, multiple offers. There were how many offers on that property? Eighteen offers. Eighteen offers on yeah. a property, and it was listed nine hundred thousand. Yeah, just under nine hundred thousand. So that segment of the market, there's still tremendous, tremendous demand, mm-hmm. and you know that that those those buyers initially when they started looking to to purchase in Kelowna their budget was under 800,000 and they quickly realized that under 800,000 isn't going to get you the kind of house that they were looking for so they bumped their budget up to 900,000 now they've you know moved the budget up to you know 950 960,000 still incredibly competitive it's still hard to find something you can find a house but it's hard to find a nice house a clean mm-hmm. house and in a good area and something that's going to appreciate in value because I think that's the key. You know, when you do well in real estate is when you buy, not when you sell because mm-hmm. when you sell, you're at the mercy of what the market's doing. Yeah. So it's important to buy well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what I'm seeing is over that million, one, one, it's slowing down a little bit and then, you know, slows down even further once you go over that $2 million threshold. Yes. Still buyers though coming and buying, still seeing some buyers buying sight unseen. Absolutely. Absolutely you are. And again, you know, I think that's that's partially because of all the information that you can get. You know, the fact you can buy a house virtually. You can mm-hmm. schedule a, a FaceTime showing, look at floor plans, have a video tour, look at Google Earth. I mean, you can zoom right in and see if the grass was freshly cut. You know, it's there's a lot of information that, you know, it surprises me, but a number of people, a great number of them are comfortable moving forward with a purchase of, I mean, you had one just under $3 million. Mm-hmm. The Fox first time they, seen. yeah, first time they saw it was the day the moving truck was backing up the driveway. First time they saw Kelowna was the day the moving truck backed in. It was a little bit scary wow. on my part. Wow. <laughs> I did check in with them. They love Kelowna, thank goodness, and they love their house. So well <laughs> done. <are> good. <laughs> you did a good job there. <laughs> so do you see in a market like this, you know, people always ask us all the time, is there opportunity? Where do you see opportunity? And is there you know, is there anything that you can see going up in value or what's a good buy or? Absolutely. And, and honestly, I think there's always opportunity. I always, always think there's opportunity. I think you have to know what you're looking for. I think you have to be incredibly well-versed and, and really sophisticated on, on the market and, and where the demand is and, and really trying to predict where the future demand is going to be. 
where's their opportunity right now? I see opportunity in fixer uppers mm-hmm. and they're, they're hard to find. And, and there is a lot of competition for those homes, but you know, a lot of people are, you know, interest rates are, we're hearing of clients getting, you know, able to purchase a home and getting an interest rate of under 2%. Mm-hmm. So people are able to borrow a lot, you know, 95% of the purchase price, but they don't have a lot of money left over. They, they often don't have money to, to redo the kitchen, to replace flooring, to, to, see past the clutter and the dirt and even just paint. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, is there opportunity? Yes. You know, I like to look at a market and say, okay, well, where, where is there, you know, where are the trends, what area is selling mm-hmm. the best, where, you know, what are some of the key fundamentals of, of, you know, things that always hold their value and the way, what holds its value well is to look at what doesn't hold its value. And, you know, mm-hmm. one of those things, the first that comes to my mind, I know you're going to have some good ones too, but a busy road, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the kind of market we're in right now, everything will sell, including being right on a really busy road, yeah, but true. down the road, when you go to sell, if you're in a, a buyer's market, when not a seller's market, the first homes that, that take longer to sell are things you can't change like a busy road. So location is so important. It goes back to that. I mean, people talk about it and they say, yeah, location, 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 but it's so true. And you, you do tend to get away from that a little bit. I think, you know, buyers are looking and just thinking I need to get into the market. And so they're making concessions on that, but you really, that comes down to one of the number one things to, to buy is location. Yeah. I, I, the advice I always give people is, is, is buy where the, the things that you can't change are good. So a flat driveway, I mean, cause that's another one, a, a steep mm-hmm. driveway. We have so many people that move here from outside the area. And if they're coming from lower mainland, if they're coming from Vancouver or Whistler or what have you, steep driveway, not really a big deal. You get somebody coming here from Winnipeg or Saskatchewan or what have you. I mean, even some areas of the lower mainland where they don't get snow, a steep driveway is, is absolutely a deal breaker. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not to say they won't sell, but they won't sell as well if, you know, as something with a flat driveway. So again, I mean, you're just at the mercy of the market. So if you've got a lot of competition at the time that you go to sell and there's a house next door that doesn't have that steep driveway, that's probably going to sell before yours or certainly sell for more money. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I remember showing one house and uh, I'll never forget it. I don't think. And it, it, you know, we sold it and, and then they sold it again a few years later. Driveway made it a challenge. The driveway probably cost them a hundred to $200,000, but it was so steep that driving up the driveway, all I could see as we approached the, the crest of it, the top of it was sky. I couldn't see the house. I couldn't see land on either side. You couldn't see anything over the hood of your car other than the sky. So it was that steep a pitch. Wow. It was heated. It, you know, shouldn't have been a problem in the winter, but it made my stomach drop and I've lived here my entire life. I've driven all kinds of driveways. So yeah, it's true when you're buying to make sure of that. So what are other things are you seeing in the market right now? Like I, I look and I think, you know, lots is one that I, I find interesting because the cost of building has gone up so much. We're now seeing the cost of building go down. So lots were one segment of the market that there were the least amount of sales, also the least amount of supply, but it was one segment that was sort of always remained balanced. It didn't transition into a seller's market dramatically. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the lots that are sold are not on MLS, so we don't have access to that information. But those that were on MLS, it was sort of a balanced, maybe toying a little bit with a seller's market. Mm-hmm. And now because cost to build have gone down, 
we've seen that transition and change. So, you know, average house price for a lot is 550 now, mm-hmm. which has gone up. So, you know, that's interesting. Absolutely. Um, townhouses is is a segment, you know, you going back to when you say I think there's opportunity to do renovations. Yes. Townhouses if you could find a good one to do renovations, level living, you know, one story. Oh, well, some of the gated communities. Yeah. And and those can be those can be, you know, a, a challenge because some of our gated communities that we have are are senior oriented. Mm-hmm. So that's fifty five and up, and you know, it's it's tough to go in there and buy something and flip it. And if it takes two or three months, and you're not fifty five, so you can't live there. And oh, they don't allow rentals, so you can't mm-hmm. rent it out. It, it can be a bit risky, but I think there is massive opportunity in in a gated community. You know, some of these, they, they tend to be in phenomenal locations. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kelowna was named the retirement capital of Canada by Chatelaine Magazine. When was it? 92 or something? I think something? so. A good memory. You're right. <laughs> and mom reminded me. But they, um, they, we built so many gated communities. You know, there, there are a number of them, Sandstone and Sandhaven and- Lexington and, and yeah. Absolutely. And these were built, you know, in the early 90s to the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And well-built, typically. Yeah. You know, really well-built, phenomenal locations, but- pretty much guaranteed. If they haven't been updated, they have teal green carpet, they have pink countertops, the fireplace is brass, Mm -hmm. and there's brass in the windows. Yes, so true. And yet, you know, the, you know, and the sellers often, not always, but the owners of of homes in those communities tend to be in their 90s or 80s or 70s. 70s is is young still where they tend to be doing updating. Mm-hmm. But but we've seen some where somebody, you know, bought it when they were in their 60s or 70s. They're now moving elsewhere or what have you. The property's come up for sale and it's untouched. But the new buyer coming in is in their 50s or 60s and they want something that's slick and polished and modern and they're well, willing to pay for it. I think too, part of that goes back to, you know, we're getting so many buyers here moving from out of town. They don't know the contacts here. They don't know who to hire to do a renovation or to change windows or who a painter is or any of that. So that's just that much more of a hurdle for them to go over is to actually then do renovations to a new city that they're moving to. Great point. So I think that's why we're seeing more of that demand for something that's just moving ready. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Well, back to, you know, we talked about how many houses are for sale, 674. We've only got in all of central Okanagan, so Peachland to Oyama, in townhomes, 140 that are on the market. That's crazy. Yeah, and, wow. a, and a bunch of those are, are new builds. So mm-hmm. so some, you know, new construction, either nearly completed or, or just breaking ground. And some of those too, because you get the odd one that's kind of really an apartment, but they classify it as a townhome. So, you know, take some of that out. We're really low on that inventory. Extremely. Which presents to me an opportunity if you could find a good one. Yeah, if you could. Well, the amount of people we're seeing right now that are moving here, they want something that's level living. Um, You know, they want to retire here or what have you. We're seeing a lot of that. We're also seeing a lot of locals that are downsizing from their big homes Mm -hmm. and wanting to move into those central locations and, and something that has a bit of an outdoor living space. Yeah. But they want it done. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, back to, we opened this with what's the best time of year to buy or sell in Kelowna. The best time of year is when you're ready. (laughs) So true. (laughs) You know, I think there are always opportunities, whether you're a seller's market, whether you're a buyer's market, whether it's December, which I think is a phenomenal time to buy or whether it's 
April or September today. There's always buyers that are on the market. There's always people that have to move. Mm-hmm. And if you're willing to list your house and deal with showings maybe of, you know, snow time, I think there's great opportunity that you will in fact sell. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. So if you have more questions about timing or the market overall, please reach out to us anytime. We are more than happy to always help. Thank you. Talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Real Estate for Real People. If you want to reach out to the Stone Sisters, visit www.stonesisters.com. This podcast was produced by Podigy Podcasts. See you next time.